The podcast for damned PhD students, those who wish to become damned PhD students, and those who have left that because they're getting on with their lives. Now, everybody, say hi. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. We have a special guest today. Hi, um, Nick. Hi. Hi, Nick. Um, that's their name. And um, what was I going to say? We also have a special topic. Mm-hmm. That is centered around Nick, to be honest. So, so today we are going to talk about strikes, uh, and especially university strikes. Even though uh, in the UK right now we are having a um, range of strikes mm-hmm. because, <sighs> let's be honest, the government is falling apart, and so are our lives. And mm-hmm. uh, there's inflation, there's cost of living crisis, mm-hmm. there's, um, I don't know, everything costs a lot. You go to the grocery. Uh, shop and you just spend don't talk about it Praga, don't okay yeah, just yeah. sorry i don't want to keep talking yeah, about okay. grocery store sorry. prices <laughs> <laughs> no, because it really it's hurts triggering. me yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it does hurt chicken wings are um, five pounds what yeah really? what yeah i bought chicken wings for two pounds i don't know where, where you buy your chicken I wings from. She, no you go to waitrose no i went i don't go to waitrose okay. i go to waitrose sometimes if i'm around waitrose <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So what what we're talking about today is ba- are basically strikes, and um, uh, we're just gonna have a just a chat on mm-hmm. um, why university staff and workers and students uh, are striking. Um, over the next two months, we have eighteen days of strike. We just mm-hmm. had one, um, so we're recording on the February third. We had um, the first of the eighteen strikes on February first, and it was a joint strike by university workers, RMT people. Um, Literally, well, everyone's the biggest NU, strike yeah. Yeah, in history. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? It, it it looked like pretty big. So we we're just gonna ask Nick. Um I think Nick is um are you Nick introduce herself. Yeah, yeah. sure. So yeah. They're they're connected with the UCU, which is the university and college union in some way. But mm-hmm. I don't wanna I don't Say know what how. that is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll introduce myself. Yes. <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> so so yes, I am a UCU anti casualization rep. Um, and I'll unpick that a bit when we talk about casualization. What oh I gosh. what I have to say is that um, I'm here in a personal capacity, so I'm not going to. I don't have a particular like institution to say this is their position on this. I don't. I'm not saying UCU's official position. I'm mm-hmm. saying my take on it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my take on it is that the strikes on Wednesday is one of the best days of my life. Um, wow. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I was born in the wrong era, like. When I did my um, undergrad, like all of the stuff that I referenced was from like the late 60s, early 70s. And that's the last kind of big time where, you know, people started to change every, every element of society. And I've always felt like 
oh, why couldn't I be there around then? And there's been such a long period of like, when's the struggle coming? What's happening? Um, and then, you know, we saw, we saw, we've seen it in like glimpses of, of uh, struggle, which have suddenly kind of come on the scene and then disappeared again. Um, and, you know, a, a big example of that is like Black Lives Matter suddenly arrived and was massive and then like died down and a lot of things happen like that with social movements. But with these strikes, there's a potential for something that really sticks because it's affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. Like there's nobody that isn't affected by this choice um, that the not just our government, but um, lots of governments are making uh, to mm-hmm. make us basically have a reduced standard of living and pay for their continued uh, wealth expropriation. So what an amazing day. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because yeah. we told uh, them to describe themselves, but they ended up talking about the strike. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and if that's not the description of Nick, then I don't know what that, that is. is. That is literally yeah, yeah. the description of Wait, Nick. Nick is strike. <laughs> Nick is strike okay. action embodied, manifested in a person. Okay, because you're not a PhD student, uh, and this is yet. mostly for... Yeah, yet. That's what I wanted to say. Like, what's your position to, with the university right now? Uh, your past experience, what your, what's your research on, etc. Just like a, a brief overview for everyone to kind of yeah, so situate l- you. So like um, about 35% of uh, university staff, I'm a casualized member of staff. So I have, for the last three years, I've been on like casualized annual contracts that I didn't know whether they were going to happen until just before it. Um, and I'm currently on like a one day a week um, and I have no idea after this year what will happen. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm an anti-casualization rep, because lots of university uh, UCU branches have now anti-casualization people. They have campaigns there. Uh, lots of institutions, people are putting in claims to say we want staff to not be on casualized annual contracts um, or even just zero hours um, casual contracts. We want uh, across the board um, a proper two-year minimum um, contract uh, where your hours are not just uh, going with a begging bowl, what hours have you got, but they are fractionalised so you know that you have this many hours per week um, and unless there's exceptional circumstances like that shouldn't be the case. So um, casualization affects me. But there are other elements of the UCU four fights that affect mm-hmm. me a lot as well. So um, a really prominent one for me is like the gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't introduced that other side of myself. So mm-hmm. I'm a social worker most of the time. Social work is a job that's been massively impacted by um, gender, uh, gendered pay and recognition. So even though officially we're supposed to have equal pay in the local government like it just does not exist compared to um, male dominated roles Um, social work is paid significantly less um, and our wages have been held down like in the public sector and that's increased pay inequality at a time when we're supposed to have equal pay so officially we all get paid the same depending on how our jobs are graded but different institutions bring in totally obscure mechanisms to grade what those jobs are and then you end up with um, continued unequal pay. So, boo, boo. boo. <laughs> so you you mentioned the four fights, and just for other people that don't know anything about the strike. So this is why are we striking? So there is a four main fights that are uh, casualization, 
uh, the gender pay cap, it's the, the the pensions. What's the fourth one? I forgot now. So workload. A workload, yeah. Mm. And that, that makes all the I sense. Mean, they How all, did I forget that also, one? <laughs> the, pay gaps, the pay gaps are also um, disability and uh, ethnicity pay gaps, like... And you can't, I don't think you can talk about one without the other. Mm-hmm. So like we talk about casualization, it immediately goes on to workload because mm-hmm. casualized staff don't know what their workload is supposed to be, often don't have access to workload right. management things. Um, lots of their workload isn't paid for, like preparation, things like that. So mm-hmm. like the, the the four fights, I think it's really good that they're together yeah. mm-hmm. because they totally interact with each other at every stage. Are you so sure you- about that? What do you mean? Because this is one of the things that I was discussing about um, on the picket lines with someone. Um, the fact that um, because the government is so adamant to not even address the pay problem with respect to the inflation for even our professors or like people, I don't know, who are in like actual contracts, actual co- contracts mm. like we you can't even bring up sometimes the gendered pay gaps the lack of representation of ethnic minority and uh, minority people and women and gender minorities <clears throat> so even 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 though i really um i don't know uh supported the st- strike that we had on february 1st i just think that in the speeches and all the things that um, I heard, I never heard uh, people talk about gender pay gap or the you know racial pay gap or the lack of representation, um, because that conversation is more like how 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 can we have that conversation? I think that's not necessarily. I don't think that's a problem of the UCU inherently i think that's a problem of the strikers themselves people tend to focus more on the thing that affects them the most yeah and everybody currently is affected by cost of living and they're thinking about it so much more than anything else i'd, I'd quite like to come in and totally mm-hmm. disagree with both of you just to make this a fun i went to a, a really amazing um anti-racism uh conference yesterday and one of the things i got from that was about solidarity what is solidarity and the idea that solidarity means like coming together, but having holding the disagreement and uh, being able to like say stuff. That, so hopefully in the spirit of this, like I can completely disagree <laughs> with both of you. And it's still like so um, just because like for me, like the uh, yeah, it might be some of the speeches. So um, people, the people speaking on the platforms um they're, they're looking for the, what are the connections between the disputes and pay is like the big thing that's getting the publicity. Most of the unions are negotiating over pay first um, because there's a time uh, limited thing about trying to get the pay negotiated in time for people to be paid and all of those kind of things. But it's absolutely right that all of the other um, disputes need to be brought into it. Um, but just on a, on a practical sense, so um, one of the uh, biggest disputes I've been involved with was an equal pay dispute. Um, so around 2008, when I was working in Birmingham and um, they were implementing equal pay, um, really unfairly, like there was a massive strike over that. Um, and that that dispute laid the ground then for um, a later pensions dispute. So one of the biggest 
uh, strikes I've been involved with with 2011 pension dispute was massive. Um, and then that fed into further pay claim disputes that we had. So they, um, it's not that pay has its own kind of separated, it doesn't live like in a vacuum separated from the other things. Like of if we win so. pay, like it should bring all of the other disputes with it. I, I feel that like if you talk to union members, like why are you striking? It's so obvious. Pay, the pay thing is so obvious at the moment because it's so... But on, an, on a normal day, if you go to a picket line and say, why are you striking? People will come up with all kinds of different reasons that have got nothing to do with what the official dispute is. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, it is outrageous um, that we still have such severe pay gaps that when, you know, in 1968, the four Dagenham workers, the, the female workers were being paid, you know, um, 15% less than their male colleagues and went on strike and that, that, movement in the middle of kind of the um gender equality wave around 60s and 70s uh, is why we have equal pay legislation now and we still haven't got it like it's it's getting worse the rich poor yeah. gaps getting worse the, yeah. the gendered and uh, equalities pay gaps are getting worse so that's outrageous and that's kind of why i'm on strike as well yeah so i think that might connect to a, another question that i had in general and that is affects us and i think many people that listen to us as well so I think PhD students that go on strike, which is not that many of them, to be honest, and as a PhD student trying to strike and as a GTA trying to strike in the university, it's sometimes isolating and it's also mostly connected on, because PhD students don't understand why they should strike, many of them. They haven't had these conversations. They're not official, officially like a seen as staff in the university. So there is always this question of, of why should I go on strike or why should I be a member of the union even if I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not officially staff of the university. And I don't know if you have any takes on that. Mm. Me. Maybe not just you, anyone <laughs> like Pragya, you go on strike, right? I do go on strike. Like yeah. Marisa, like I do. I have a lot of things to say about this, but I'm uh, just like, not um, let you. I think one of the biggest problems is that it's always the social sciences that go on strike, I feel. Um, um, especially PhD students um, from social sciences, even if they don't go on strike, they know what the strike is on. And the very fact that there is a lack of awareness um, in more sciency, conventionally sciency departments, is sort of something that I feel um, hinders some sort of like unity or coming together as a whole um, against uh, the uni admin. But then I've also heard things like they actually get better funds and payment and uh, these things are not really uh, a big issue for them and uh, that's why they don't need to strike but in general <laughs> I don't know I, I just uh, sometimes I'm um, I'm really sad about the fact that even in my department people don't go on strike or they don't um, if, if, if they even if they do go on strike they don't want to become a part of the discourse and i'm i'm thinking of ways to sort of begin that conversation actively and thinking of ways we can actually bring you don't have to be present in person but i feel like even the discourse is not 
I don't know, they're not really discussed or... But why do you want to go on strike? Why do I want to go on strike? Yeah, so there's the four disputes, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I understand what you're saying and the department and everything and Mm. and the the way that PhD students act or don't act or Mm -hmm. don't care about it because I have a very similar experience. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting to discuss why, like, you think that you should go on strike. Yeah, so one of the biggest things is um, obviously showing solidarity for people who are working in the university, especially uh, my professors, immediate professors, lecturers, um, I don't know, librarians, people I meet in general in the university and I care for, Um, PhD students, GDA workers, people like Nick, all all of these people who are in both casualized and non-casualized contracts just in general to show solidarity uh for their cause um what they're fighting for um i mean i don't want (laughs) to i can't cite data because because that'd be weird but like in uh in the past year there have been so many data that has come out that um university workers is uh pay has not lived up to the inflation that has uh, happened around us. So definitely showing solidarity is something. The second reason is obviously a bit selfish, but also the fact that I might be this person in some years, um, maybe in the UK. And um, for me, um, if this continues, that means that I would also be confronting similar structures and similar insecurities i mean especially as an as an early career academic you don't just get a really good job or really good pay you just begin with like you know um really um not really competitive sort of pay and uh casualized contracts um and uh that is something that worries me and i also think that um that I want to be, uh, I want to make sure that we have some sort of intervention um, before, you know, I don't know, it gets worse uh, than what it is right now. So definitely these two main uh, reasons. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a GTA sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I don't know. All of that. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about... I feel like you wanted to say something, Nick, to Prague. There's loads of things I want to say. Just go on. That's this why we is have just you because, here. like, I so I've I've been a trade union rep for um, like my all my career, so like um, fifteen plus years, and um, this just ma- reminds me of all of the discussions that you have every day, mm-hmm. like in a workplace when you're a trade union rep, and the thing about uneven participation and organisation mm-hmm. in a dispute like that is in every sector and then you know how do we how do we try to um organize amongst uh pgrs and research staff and research staff in in engineering and sciences like research staff are the most casualized group of staff like two-thirds of research staff are casualized um and you know if people are on tight uh time specific and uh specifically funded contracts for their research you know, this it's there's a very specific rubric they have to navigate to say like this is how mm-hmm. I'm going to participate in that, and so we need to talk to them and persuade them and 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 but also respect that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to make that little point. I also wanted to say about the pay, because the uh, us four, the people in this room, are going to be the most affected mm. um, by pay. 
the situation as it is now is somebody beginning on a um, starting lecture grade, lecturer grade at a university will never catch up, never catch up um, with uh, people who started work at the start of their PhD. Mm -hmm. Even if they progress and become professors and everything, they'll never catch up with the starting salary of somebody from uh, four years previously. Um, So that's really extreme. Wow. Yeah, so in real terms, you'll never be, you might think I'm casualised now, but eventually like, I might have an established (laughs) career and be doing really Mm. well you'll never be meeting the starting salary of the right. person before mm-hmm. you. So that's that's not an acceptable situation. Yeah, you're right. It also reminds me of another conversation that me and Prague had on another episode. And I think, Nick, I have talked to you about this before. But I think because back home, the situation, especially for early career uh, staff and researchers and, and also teachers in universities, and especially for PhD students, is so much, much worse so when we come here as, let's say, migrants in this country or studying and working here, it's hard for us to make that shift and realize that it doesn't mean because we had it worse before that we shouldn't fight more here. And I think that's the case for a lot of my peers in my department that come from other countries. So they see the setting as it's it's OK enough, like we never had better. This is the best that we've ever had. And yeah, um, if I was doing my PhD in India, I would be paid so much lesser. And so for me, the pay that we get as PhD students here seems like a lot of money, um, even though it does not cater to my needs as much as I would want to, uh, mm-hmm. wanted to, wanted to cater, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but I think when I have these conversations with other people um, and then realize that uh, maybe someday I would want to have a family or someday I would want to have more than myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then it would be difficult, you know, it it would be, um, I mean, more than myself as an, even a pet, for example, you know, even if I have like a cat or a dog, it would be so expensive. So it's just like, I think it suffices because I'm just myself. But then to imagine a future with the same pay, yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Like I, I think never see myself. It's really impactful as well um, because I feel like I'm on the other side of everything mm. um, in terms of uh, academia and pay and jobs and all of that. I feel like because everyone gets paid so little. I'm just, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm just like, well, I will just leave then and get paid more somewhere else doing something else like, with anyone else. <laughs> because, because I just don't. But like, then when you do that, don't work for the uh, fire brigade, don't work for um, the no, hospitals. No, and I'm not saying that they Don't be a teacher. Don't, like, do you know all the, it's happening no, in all of these it. sectors. And I'm like, saying, I'm, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be paid more or anything like that. I'm just saying me personally, it just makes me divest from all those things. And I think it speaks to um, how we lose knowledge as a society, not even just like obviously within the academic respect. I could do a lot of anti-racist work, but I probably won't because I'm not going to be paid enough for it. The same way teachers could be very impactful to students and they probably won't 
they'll probably do something else because they're not going to get paid enough for it. We have a nurse shortage. We have a doctor shortage. We have a healthcare staff in general shortage because there's, like, no incentive to pay people money. So, I mean, no incentive to to go into the role because you're not going to get paid enough. And then that loses, like, medical expertise that we're definitely all going to need. Especially, like, my PhD is looking at medical... It's Sorry. fine, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we just my, explain ourselves, yeah. But yeah, my PhD is um, looking into, you know, making medical, ma- making the medical profession, knowledge, skill set, everything better for people of colour. The likelihood that that's going to happen when we've got a shortage and people don't even want to do the job um, is, you know, quite low. Uh, we're trying to operate in a system that doesn't really make sense. So I completely understand the point of striking strike action you know fighting for better pay and everything like that i'm just saying me personally i want no parts of this industry because it's so bad (laughs) but like you can't say that can you like like pay wise i'm talking about like no pay wise of course of course we could all strike and they could give us what we want that could always happen really I'm like, yeah. There's no point in striking if that's not what you're expecting. I don't to think happen. this government would. But this, but this government's but that's so like the weak. Whole point. They have to leave. Like I, I don't I don't know. I, so like, I don't what think... better time to get your demands met than when the government's completely useless? That's true, but like will they leave? Or will they give us what you want? I, don't I mean know. That... you have to put them out of power. Like for me it's more like has to be replaced. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I don't yeah. think they need to be out of power to get yeah to to win the disputes. Like I think you could just win the disputes whether we drag them there yeah. or whether they have to leave and then we win. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's but that's that is there there is a possibility of actually winning some of this stuff, mm-hmm. defending like a a good education system, like carving out a space for um, a more equal society. All those things are possible, but I. Like, I mean, I made the point earlier about equal pay from 1968. Like, if mm. if you're mm-hmm. looking to, like, back to 1968 for your main sources of, like, big struggle, then, you know, why would we be surprised that people feel that we can't win this? Because there's yeah. been so many defeats. Mm-hmm. But, like, that can change. That can totally change. That's why, okay. like, Wednesday was so exciting. But it then exciting. I think, like, the point I was trying to get at is not even necessarily the pay thing. Like, the pay thing is obviously important, and that's why everybody is striking, but it's more the fact that I was trying to get at what we lose. It's not just money that we lose as a society. We lose so much more. We lose expertise. We lose skill. We lose so many different things mm. if we don't mm-hmm. pay people what they... Um, Deserve. Yeah, that's the word I was going to say. Earn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, be what they earn as well. Yeah. But, like, yeah, we if we don't pay people, we lose so much. Yeah. And... Um, I think that in itself speaks for like yeah. what everyone is doing now, especially if you're against it. Yeah. Um, do you want to operate in a society that has no medical expertise? As you said, no fire brigade, right. no teaching. Yeah. No, like we're just going to be like, it's <laughs> it's basically like the end of the world at this point. End of Britain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um. which I also kind of support, but like... <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's such a good point um, because I have this. I have this feeling that the right wing, especially, sees 
the pay dispute by itself, like in isolation mm. and not connected to the society as a whole. Like they right. see, so for example, for universities, they see education for students separate to the well-being of the teachers and professors right. who teach them. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. I mean, they have to see it together because um, we can say that, oh, okay, 18 days of strike is going to really ruin my entire, I don't know, semester or something like that. Right. But that's a very poor argument because you are not thinking about, um, you know, the well-being of the people who are connected to that teaching mm-hmm. and that work that's being put into um making the semester really uh pr- productive or whatever like good for and then the even then say you do the semester what are you gonna come out of university to yeah nothing <laughs> so like like i think everyone yeah looks at the direct financial implications mm. of it and they don't look at like the broadly everything else yeah. i mean for me striking is really hard yeah. Like, I don't know, I don't know, I, and maybe a lot of other people have this similar experience, but it's, f- first of all, as someone that doesn't have any power in the university, and it's also, it, I'm, I'm not, like, running my own module, so I can decide for myself how the module is run, or if we are going on strike, or the approach that we're taking. So as a GTA, you depend a lot on the person that is, like, leading the module, etc., and on the higher-ups and everyone else. So it's a really, really hard decision to take for me every time that I, I'm going to go on strike and choose not to go in class because also my students are affected disproportionately. So if I decide to go on strike as a GTA and the other GTAs of the same module do not decide to go on strike, that means that suddenly in a cohort of, let's say, 100 students, you have 20 of them that did not have any type of education and then the other 80 that did have that session or whatever that is and even in the minds of the students that becomes like a big conflict and and for them it doesn't make sense and I completely understand that because it's it's unfair in their eyes Mm -hmm. but that also happens because there is no there's no sense of solidarity and collectivity throughout the departments or throughout the different GTAs so I think what we were talking about before of of finding this ways of work together and create action that is actually collective and not put certain people like on the spotlight I think that's an important thing and there is a lot of practicalities on striking and it's a really hard decision I feel like for everyone that goes on strike in one way or another Mm. I know people now with their teen days that they're literally thinking about how they will afford this because it's not possible for them, even with the funds that the union gives that you can request. It's their full, full-time pay, they're supporting their partner that is doing a PhD and their teenage child. So it's like, how can I just leave? And there, there is this, all of these things. So I think the important thing is when someone is on strike, <laughs> it's not because they do not want to work. Yeah, oh, people like, say that. Be, because oh, I've heard so many oh. people say that. Like, yeah. just like, it's like pure ignorance. Like, it's not like that person just didn't go to work and went mm. out. It's a really hard decision. It takes a lot of uh, mental effort. It takes a lot of programming and planning that we shouldn't be doing because it shouldn't be about mitigating uh, the, the disruption lost by the strikes. Mm. And and the people that do it should at least be respected and somehow not, not put on a 
yeah. pedestal to be shot at that it's their fault that everything is happening. Mm-hmm. It's the university's fault and Absolutely. disruption is what mm-hmm. should happen in strikes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you feel about that. Means. I feel that we're, we're worrying about this, but the institutions are not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, teaching is the lowest priority of a university. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying that, you know, in my personal capacity, not about any specific mm-hmm. institution, but it is the lowest priority. Like the marketing says it's the highest priority. We can see it around us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Because of the, all the fancy buildings around us yeah. that, that, mm-hmm. that are getting built uh, <laughs> for years now. Well, yeah, fin- fin- <laughs> financial management and keep ma- building a dragon's hoard yeah. is the top priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like teaching is the lowest of the lowest priority. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. look at the time that you get for preparation. Look yeah. at the mm-hmm. um, look at the way that you know teaching staff are casualized. Look yeah. at the the whole thing. The 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 kind of last minute planning nature of some teaching and stuff like that. So it's it's a low priority, and we're worrying about it. Um, I really liked some of the teachers' placards on the on who were on strike. Um, like some of the uh, National Education Union placards yeah. were amazing. Like they grapple with this every time. Yeah. There's such a mm-hmm. there's such a kind of um, manipulative thing from government. What about the poor kids? Like mm-hmm. and like, the, I mean, my sister's a teacher, so um, uh, she was in a staff meeting at, at her school, and uh, somebody said like. Um, we should uh, put in some cover to make sure that the most vulnerable kids will get their needs met during the strike. And she said, the most vulnerable kids are not getting their needs met when they're not on strike. (laughs) So, like, why are we saying... And that's the same with the university. Like, we're we're not meeting the needs of uh, students to provide an expansive educational experience. Um, We're we're providing this kind of commercialized marketized uh product yeah. where the mm-hmm. the worry is like when is the when is the deadline for when i get the feedback or how am i going to rate mm-hmm. what's happening as a as a something mm-hmm. i've paid for like that is all utter bullshit like mm-hmm. nothing to do with education um and then we're worrying about the stuff that our institutions aren't when we're going on strike well i think yep. that these 18 days of strike are going to be one of the best things for um the education of students yeah. that could happen yeah. and also mm-hmm. I, I think it's okay to enjoy being on strike i find being of on course, strike yes. so motivating mm-hmm. like if i'm doing 18 days of strike on the other days like my productivity is going to hit the roof because I, I just find it exciting engaging like um the conversations you have absolutely the connections you make with yeah. people um i think uh, it's like a glimpse of a, of a future world yeah. can we mm-hmm. can we go back to um what you're talking about like teaching being like such a low priority because we were speaking in our group chat and Lara mm. said something very like interesting which was well I would let you say actually yeah maybe that's the last thing and then we can let Nick leave yeah. but I was wondering why like I have this feeling that I might just be wrong because I don't know enough about the union but I have this constant feeling that the strikes are very much focused on disruption on teaching when they could be focused on disrupting other things as well mm-hmm. that would be i don't know institutional processes or meeting deadlines for fundings or i don't know like a lot of different admin things etc cetera, etc cetera. and this would cause the university a different sort of disruption in yeah. their processes and frameworks that they work in that is not necessarily about teaching because as you said they don't really care that much about that like i mean the students will get angry and they might complain but that's that's not what it should be there should be disruption to the university i think 
Yeah, so somehow, I, I but I just say, don't know like, how that would work. I'd say the big funders, shame on you. Like mm-hmm. if you look at some of the big funders and their criteria um, for funding, and whether they will. Um, so there's a there's a if you're a research staff, like and you're on strike, you should write to your funder and say, "I am on strike. This is going to affect the deadline, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Like a lot of the funders now have clauses in that say that they won't accept that as a reason. Like you can you cannot go to court. Well, you cannot go to court because you're on strike. Um, you can make like there is there are there. Why why just for a funder which doesn't even affect them? You know, by a few days, can they not change a deadline? Mm-hmm. Do you know it's abs- it's it's disgusting. So sorry. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So I'm a I'm, I'm a social worker. If I if I'm going to go to court. Um, and there's been strike action, I can uh, write in a thing saying the reason that this is delayed is because of strike action, and that's totally accepted. Mm. Where So that's that's like a um, an institution that, um, you know, has to have its deadlines met. Mm. Whereas, like, a, a research funder, um, which doesn't, um, which wants to, like, be timely in what it does, that's fine has in its clauses so the major funders have clauses saying that if you if you're on strike they won't they won't delay your deadlines like that's not right mm. right so is that the ramification like um, the so it can be the ramification so yeah. um it can be it depends on your funder that right. you can check that yeah but that's interesting yeah. I, I i think even thinking about these things collectively of how we could even have a, we could strike and we could protect protest and disrupt things in different ways that is not just don't go in the classroom or don't cross the picket like, like don't enter the university buildings i think that might be an, an like important thing to do because it's like i feel like many times we're not even touching what the universities really care about with the type of, of striking that happens at least in my department in the way that it happens yeah yeah i don't know if that makes sense i mean things like marking deadlines mm-hmm. really if you're on 18 days of strike then mm-hmm. all the marking deadlines should be moved 18 days later yeah. yeah yeah but when i talk to people who mark um it's like the marking doesn't go away because you mar- yeah, basically if you if you're not marking on the strike day doesn't mean that you don't have to mark the other days and then there's a deadline. Yeah. And then it just gets very intensive on the other days. Mm-hmm. And you're just like working really hard to mark all of these people. Mm-hmm. So the work still stays. And workload intensive ways. Yeah, the workload. In, in but this is, we need to get some teeth in terms of workload. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. I don't know how, but yeah. yeah. We need to start being able to say like, no, I can't make this deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But how would you do that with funders? And that's like your whole thing. That's what makes things harder and pigeonholes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think uh, that we a lot of pressure can be put on funders around this. Um, yeah. But it has to be like a campaigning approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people individually, mm-hmm. you know, if all of the research staff that are on strike write to their funder and say, um, because of this strike, um, my project will be delayed by 18 working days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be providing this by 18 and and like if everybody does that that's mm-hmm. that's a big impact yeah mm-hmm. but then lots of people in in these institutions also sit on um, panels related to these funders which they can delay mm-hmm. um, you know they they might uh, be have different connections with the institutions I think that pressure has to be put on in every every, every means at our disposal mm-hmm. yeah yep anyway we, we we're 
almost. Yeah, any closing remarks, Nick, yeah. before you leave us? Uh, well, about I striking, <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to say to all the PhD students? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to say that this affects you the most um, mm -hmm. and that you are staff. Um, if you were in, yes. a, 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 there are many uh, countries where you would mm -hmm. be considered staff and uh, you should be um, paid properly. You should know what's happening. You should be included in that. Um, and join the union. Join, join the UCU. Like, why would you <laughs> it's not? Free. It's free. It's free. Yeah. Um, and then join, I'm sure universities now have anti-CAS networks. Please yeah. join them because mm -hmm. you are a worker. Even if they tell you that you're not, you are a worker. <laughs> I'd argue. Oh, we can't argue. Nick's got yeah, we can. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'd argue that we're not workers. I'm happy to not be called a worker. The reason why mm -hmm. is because you're not going to treat me like a worker and treat me like a student. It's like a part-by-part -part rent. You know, mm. like when you have a house and you part-by-part -part rent and mm. you have the worst of both worlds. Mm -hmm. That's what being a PhD student is. Mm. So you're going to treat me like a worker and pay me enough money and yeah. do all of that yeah. or treat me like a student. You're not going to... I really hate this limbo thing that they've yeah. got going on. Yeah. It really pisses me off. Yeah. But that is so where students that is we, the we exist in a in a yeah. liminal space yes. in between yeah. in yeah. between like mm -hmm. and and that that also means that students can can go either way. Like you can get like students who feel like uh, because they're not a worker and because they're not staff, like these stuff things are separate from them and don't affect them and oh, yeah. mm -hmm. are annoyed yeah. at the strike. Then you get other students. Like it depends on where their consciousness is in yeah. relation to that. Yeah. So we want to go more towards workers. Yeah. I mean, less when and be paid, money, of course, yeah. And be paid. Like, but it's not just being paid, guys. Way. It's it's having like why like sick days. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm a person. Menstrual I can leave. get sick. I can get. I can get sick. Yeah. I need to to have a provision for that, right? Yeah. Our PhD contracts, which I was uh, reading the other day, mm. they have no provision for sick days or yeah. holiday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have. So you are allowed like to 20. have some holidays and some sick days, mm. but it's not like if you were a worker and there is like, oh, like you so can hard. have like twenty five, whatever, how many holiday days per year plus the bank holidays. It doesn't work like that. So it's up to you and your supervisor to to discuss that mm. and why should that be that exactly we are producing research that the universities are using yeah. our supervisors are using that's yeah. my problem like like we we are the ones that like push forward mm -hmm. because also a lot of the staff are so uh, entrenched in teaching responsibilities we have the time and, and the resources and we are the ones that push the fields forward with our supervisors obviously and mm -hmm. them on their own as well but like if we just disappeared from the university it, it it would it wouldn't work the the way yeah. that it should work. So it means that we are a part of the university that is important, and we should be recognized for that, Absolutely. and we should be taken in account when decisions in our part in our departments are made that affect us directly. Mm -hmm. we, sh we should have the same rights. We should have a fair pay right. for our hours. If you calculate, if you just say that we work forty hours per week which is like the normal working week. <laughs> we don't. 35. 35, whatever it is. Like, we don't even get minimum wage. No. And we work much more than that. Oh, yes. my God. So much more. I just don't want to, yeah. And oh then, you know, all of the gendered and yes. classed and racialized assumptions yeah. about yeah. who a PhD mm -hmm. student is. Exactly. Yeah. That they have no caring commitments. Mm -hmm. Right. That they have no right. anything in their life outside yes. of just yeah, 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 yeah. It's so middle class centric. Yeah. It's so exclusionary. Is that the word? Yeah. Um, it's uh, I talk about it all the time because yeah. I know so many people who do really good PhDs yeah. but like have we saw no so money. many yesterday yeah. as well yeah 
Yeah. And like from people from communities that are coming and in different stages of their life, I think that's an important thing. Absolutely. PhD students are not just 20-something-year-olds that just finished their master's. They are people with families, Mm -hmm. uh, people that have other jobs, people that worked in the field and they just decided to come back to education. Caring responsibilities. They have caring responsibilities. They have children. They have Mm -hmm. lives. You can't just think of this... I don't know, mm-hmm. person as a student. <laughs> it goes back to that um, Reddit post that you read out with the guy <laughs> was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, if, you, if you're not going to be a professor, it's a waste of time. Your life stagnates and everything. <laughs> this is a huge part of why people's lives stagnate. Yeah. Um, uh, like, and they don't do a PhD because there's yeah. no, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing here that reinforces that your life yes. can continue on and you can see a future like a proper future i mean we we are the academics of 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 tomorrow Uh, we hope (laughs) some of us are we this is (laughs) weird but like like we want to be like we are doing this <laughs> oh god. Okay, guys. No. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I had like a last thing to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I I also think that uh we didn't do a mental health check, but mm. the mental health bit of the PhD is so. also like some people like institutions do a really bad job at discussing mental health mm. and um I mean, we get emails all the time before mm-hmm. strikes and they're all like mm, if just be positive you know we care about your well-being and very like vague mm. and they don't know the exact steps to help people with all of this emails from who sorry the university, the university yeah. yeah because i think i think their their mental health and that support is kind of push towards anti-strike yeah yeah, like, yeah how of course, is the strike yeah. affect affects you i understand you know that they're, yeah. they're walking out and it's so bad <laughs> you can't yeah. enter the buildings because they are so scary i got an email saying like if you want like your handheld you know as you go through the building because i had like a thing that was in the su and they were like oh someone to come and escort, escort you and i was like <laughs> I was like, uh, it did the complete opposite of what yeah, I wanted because I didn't yeah. realize the strike was um, the next day. And mm-hmm. then when they sent that email, it made me think, well, I'm not going now. Like now you're telling me to walk past pickets. Like I'm not doing all exactly. that for this session. It's yeah. not that deep. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But there's yeah. nothing better for your mental health than actually doing something about it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think my mental health goes even worse when I read those emails that mm-hmm. be positive and we care about your well-being. I, I'm just like so angry at them. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, like, it, it gets worse. Don't get me wrong. Those things, like it is important to kind of understand the student impact of strikes. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. It's mm-hmm. just the the inherent focus on that and yeah. not the focus on literally anything else yeah. to do with the strikes. Yeah. Maybe that's mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's the niche. As to how to and get, the like, way of negatively writing about it, I guess. Just they, they're just writing about it, like. Stra- no, it's not even negatively. It's like this strike will possibly uh, or most probably not affect your teaching. Yeah, oh, you that. shouldn't be. Dis- oh. You wouldn't be disrupted. All classes yeah. will probably go on as usual. Mm. Just go to your classes. Except yeah. if someone tells you not to go, don't go. Mm. But don't worry about it. All the university buildings are open. open they yeah. like they are not even recognizing mm. the strike. Yeah. something that is happening and that it, is important it, but yeah i guess they wouldn't because people are striking against them 
But like, <laughs> but people have the right to strike. Like, don't you no, have that? Yeah. Not. I mean, there's a bill going on now, so I don't yeah. know how oh. long we have uh, oh, the listen, right to strike. I think Nick needs to leave. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't want a full explanation of the bill. <laughs> um, Next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Nick. Pleasure. So happy that you came. Yeah, thank you for inviting um, me. So happy that we had this discussion. Mm-hmm. And yes. if anyone has any further questions on the strikes, you can always ask. Yeah, I'll put a question in the Spotify. It's a sexy one. We'll all discuss what question. I'll and put probably on only Belle will answer, like always. <laughs> I know. Shout out to Belle. <laughs> Guys, can you please, like, answer, when I talk to you, talk back. When, <laughs> that's all I ask for. Thanks. Um, yeah, so we'll do that. Uh feel free to tweet us or DM us. If you have any questions for Nick, we'll get it to them. And maybe have a f- follow-up. Follow yes, let's Because see. this was kind of a bad recording episode. Guys, I'm going to try and edit this the best as possible, but But maybe when happened. we see on how the strikes are going on and how the, yeah. the situation is escalating, mm. we could have a more deep discussion now that we Absolutely. got the basics out of the, yeah. the, and the, one the way. Like, mm-hmm. We could have one so that it's before mm-hmm. so in time to like be mm-hmm. released when it happens yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. um but yeah anyway regardless thank you and i know you're so late to your next meet okay yeah. only 10 minutes it's fine <laughs> um get away with that yeah. thank you Nick. thank you so Pleasure. much love you bye bye everyone else bye. <laughs>